Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the uh, Thursday edition of the audio podcast. I hope everyone is doing well uh, in the past, present, future hour, whenever you're listening to this. So Thursday's show is kind of an indirect uh, continuation of Monday's show in which I uh, talked about the NFL and how political correctness is ruining the football uh, game professionally. And I made a kind of an offhand remark about how the left is going after uh, NFL cheerleading squads and it's funny that I brought that up just kind of as a throwaway comment because uh, a friend of mine sent me an article about that, uh, about how the left and the PC feminist mob is going after NFL cheerleaders. And of course, uh, in my opinion, there is nothing, well, factually, there is nothing degrading or uh, inherently sexist about NFL cheerleaders. Uh, The feminists are just angry because... They hate anything that titillates men, uh, even if, you know, such as cheerleading, even though cheerleading also enables women to be uh, quite successful, as we'll discuss in the show. So in a way, folks, that's the podcast for this week. Uh, We'll jump right into the show after a message from our sponsors. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Whitfield Report audio podcast. I want to thank you so very much for joining me once again uh, this Thursday, whenever you're listening in the uh, past, past, present, future hour. Uh, Great to be with you, as always. Uh, Folks, on Monday's show, I... uh, I discussed uh, NFL cheerleaders and how uh, just basically I think the NFL in general has gone to crap. I discussed a little bit uh, on Monday's uh, bonus episode of the Whitfield Report how the NFL has become uh, too politicized in general. I kinded my overview of how I thought the Super Bowl went and whatnot, Um, and I briefly mentioned uh, NFL cheerleaders in there and how the left has uh, started going after NFL cheerleaders, Uh, and of course, they've used the excuse that, you know, cheerleaders are a symbol of toxic masculinity, and they're inherently sexist and whatnot. well, I have an article about that, actually a column from Dennis Prager that actually a friend of mine uh, sent to me that I found to be a very interesting read, so I will be covering that tonight. Um, people were asking on Twitter if I was going to cover the State of the Union address, and uh, I, I was planning on doing uh, a little bit of the State of the Union review tonight, but uh I've actually decided to save that for Saturday's show 
for the live stream podcast that I do on YouTube uh, because for those of you who know, uh, I like to play audio clips and give commentary on the news on the uh, Saturday live stream show. So I'm going to save my uh, more specific opinions on the State of the Union address that Trump gave on uh, what on uh, Tuesday for that evening on Saturday. Uh, plus, we're going to uh, talk about the State of the Union address on the American Watchmen Roundtable uh, on Sunday, which will also be live-streamed, um, and we'll be talking about that more in-depth then, too. And, of course, with it being the Roundtable, I'll have uh, Joshua and Gabe for sure joining me to discuss that. Um, so you'll get plenty of... State of the Union talk, so I don't want to address it too specifically right now. Uh, what I will say, just in general, kind of off the top of my head, uh, Trump had some really good moments that I actually uh, mentioned on Twitter uh, during the State of the Union. I tried uh, to stay off Twitter and just watch the State of the Union in its entirety. I know that during, uh, you know, any big political uh, events, whether it be election night or debates or what have you, uh, political commentators, and I'm guilty of this too, tend to stay glued to our phone and uh, do the whole, you know, tweet every minute, uh, you know, and basically tweet about every remark made. Believe me, I've been guilty of it too. But I mainly just wanted to watch the uh, State of the Union and limit my Twitter uh, usage then and only tweet when I felt it was absolutely necessary. So I, I did um, mention that Trump uh, you know, said that we would never be under socialism. I thought that was great that he publicly said that we are not a socialist country and we never will be. I thought that was great. I also uh, really like the fact that he said Americans do not fight, uh, you know, unnecessary wars. Kind of a little jab at the uh, neocons there and the the war hawks that I that I really liked. Uh, Keyword, of course, being unjust wars, and uh, you know, I'm Trump is very pro-military and so am I. So just all in all pretty great uh, with that and I also uh, liked his talk the part of the State of the Union where he was addressing anti-Semitism in America and uh, how he was thanking law enforcement officials for stopping that synagogue shooting last year and uh, also recognizing the World War II veteran and the Holocaust survivor who were um, present at the State of the Union. And I mentioned that in on my tweet that although Trump did that, the left will continue to uh, lump him in with the alt-right and white supremacists. It doesn't matter what he uh, does, they'll just continue to do that, which is, of course, sad. But anyway, uh, those are just kind of my general off the top of it, 
I had thoughts on the State of the Union address. Again, I'll go much more into uh, specific details regarding the State of the Union on both Saturday evening and uh, Sunday evening with the American Watchmen Roundtable. So both of those will be streamed live uh, on my YouTube channel, Whitfield, uh, the Whitfield Report, youtube.com forward slash the Whitfield Report. Uh, and of course, the audio versions of both of those podcasts will be available on uh, the podcast feed as well. Uh, but as I mentioned, ladies and gentlemen, tonight's topic is mainly going to be about the uh, how the PC police and the uh, buzzkill feminists are going after uh, NFL cheerleaders. It, it's funny, when I was talking at the NFL um, on Monday's podcast, I talked about political correctness was just ruining the league in general. We've made football uh, a little too political as far as the NFL goes. I briefly mentioned the uh, the you know how they're going after cheerleaders, and lo and behold, I found a, a column that someone uh, sent to me by uh, Dennis Prager, who I uh, deeply respect, as many of uh, you longtime listeners know Dennis uh, is a great intellect, someone who I really look up to and uh, who really understands uh, relationships between men and women and how the male mind works and how the female mind works and has written several books on the human condition. Um, so Prager wrote an excellent column uh, on townhall.com. Link, of course, will be in the uh, description of the audio podcast show notes. So, uh, headline from townhall.com, let me get into this. Why is there a war on cheerleaders? By Dennis Prager. And uh, now I'm reading this. If I were to tell you that a growing group of killjoys wanted to ban NFL cheerleading... Would you guess that this group is on the political left or right? Must be the right, right? They're the religious ones with all the sexual hang-ups. Wrong. They're on the left. And what's their problem with cheerleading? I'll let them speak for themselves. In the Boston Globe, Marjorie Egan, Globe columnist and co-host of NPR's Boston Public Radio, wrote a column titled, quote, It's time to say goodbye to the NFL cheerleaders. She described NFL cheerleading as, quote-unquote, creepy and demeaning. USA Today sports columnist Nancy Armoire came to the same conclusion. Quote, The underlying premise of NFL cheerleading is degrading. NFL cheerleaders need to go, end quote. Chicago Tribune sports recorder Shannon Reinen wrote, quote, The league has shown only that it regards cheerleaders as pieces of sideline eye candy. To make her point, she asked, Why aren't there scantily clad, dressed male cheerleaders in dance teams? Well, there actually are. Uh, 
and that's just my uh, commentary. But getting back to the peas, uh, only the well-educated could ask such a stupid question, because only the highly educated did, could deny that, with a few exceptions, the only people who would like to see scantily dressed male cheerleaders are gay men. In USA Today, Yale Divinity School Director of Communications, uh, Tom Krattenmaker, added a theological voice to the anti-cheerleader chorus. It's time, he intoned, to call this out for what it is to be, demeaning to women and an anchorism that ought to be beneath the male fans to whom this titillating eye candy is served. This sentence and his whole piece is what goes for deep thought on the left today. He doesn't explain how being an NFL cheerleading cheerleader is demeaning. He simply declares it so. Did he bother to interview any cheerleaders? I did. This is Prager speaking. Uh, and the consensus among cheerleaders is that it, that it is one of their greatest life experiences. Uh, Jackie Scott, I think that's how you pronounce it, it's J-A-C-I-E, so yeah, I'm going with, with uh, Jackie. Jackie Scott, a uh, black woman who retired from being a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader in 2016, wrote in response to, N to Nancy Armoire, I spent four years as a cheerleader in the NFL, and the experience is that each year brought helped shape me into the woman I am today. I saw countries I never imagined seeing. I made a positive impact in lives young and old. And I did all with 30-something incredible women. I wouldn't trade my time as a cheerleader for anything. What is demeaning to cheerleaders is is not cheerleading, but people like Tom Krattenmaker, Shannon Ryan, Marjorie Egan, and Nancy Armoire, who had the who had the conceit and meanness to label these women demeaned. I interviewed a former Atlanta Falcons cheerleader, Nina Allen, now Noah Ham Hamai, on my radio show. When she entered my studio, I was struck by how attractive she was 20 years after retiring from cheerleading and by her modest dress. Regarding her dress, she explained that soon after retiring as a cheerleader, she met an Orthodox Jewish man, fell in love, converted to Orthodox Judaism, and married. Apparently, her religious husband, a successful businessman, didn't find the this woman's cheerleading background, quote-unquote, demeaning. On the contrary, like the vast majority of men, religious or secular, he was delighted to be dating and ultimately marrying an NFL cheerleader. Good thing he didn't go to Yale Divinity School. Yale is full of lefties, uh, too, by the way. It is clear that even now, as an Orthodox Jew who dresses in the long skirts and long sleeves, she doesn't find cheerleading demeaning. She sent me a photo of herself from her cheerleader days. As she wrote to me, quote, I can't imagine my life without having the experience I did as an NFL cheerleader. It was literally life-changing for me. 
the friendships I made, the places we were able to go, and the people we were able to meet cannot be duplicated. The thought of that being taken away from young girls who dream of one day becoming a pro cheerleader scares me. Why do leftists have contempt for cheerleading and cheerleaders, who after all chose to be cheerleaders, and for virtually no pay? Pay? A Vanity Fair piece on cheerleaders gave the game away. The league profits from selling a retrograde notion of masculinity. Big, strong men, unafraid to take a hit, surrounded by enthusiastic, scantily clad women. End quote. Whereas a Canadian Broadcasting Corporation article titled Pro Cheerleading Should Be Abolished reported former professional basketball player Mariah Burton Nelson said, quote, Cheerleading implies that the woman's proper role is to support men, smile at men, and fulfill the sexual fantasies of men, end quote. The left has contempt for masculinity and the male sexual nature that is part of it. The new em- emasculated man will not look at sexy women, as the new defeminized man will not want to support men. As the new defeminized women will not want to support men, let alone appear sexy for them. Ah, uh, okay. The left claims to be pro-choice. But it demands the abolition of NFL and NBA cheerleading without giving women a choice to be cheerleaders. Just as it never gave Miss America participants a choice when it abolished the Miss America swimsuit competition. Leftists believe that they are morally superior people and therefore have the right to deprive anyone, man or woman, from choosing what the left disdains. The only woman woman's choice the left cares about is the choice to extinguish nascent human life. Even if you have no interest in football or cheerleading, this should be your issue. We have to tell the left here, as in virtually every other area of life, and in the most forceful terms possible, just leave us alone, let us live our lives with our small joys, and grow up. Men like looking at women and women like being looked at. That, folks, by the way, is so true. Uh, I'll, I'll do commentary on this after I finish reading. Um, anyway, a world without NFL cheerleaders is far preferable. A world with NFL cheerleaders is far preferable to the world the left wants to create. A dystopia in which men and women are interchangeable. And that's the end of the column. So, Dennis Prager makes a case that I have been uh, making for, for, year, for years, which is that men like to look at attractive women. Okay, and the definition of what's attractive to men, uh, you know, it's... it's they're individual for men. Uh, you know, without without getting too crass, uh, some men like, uh, you know, breasts, some like, uh, you know, rear ends, 
some, you know, such as myself, like both. Um, in general, most men find women sexually attractive, and there's nothing wrong with that inherently. That's how we end up uh, procreating and making, you know, life. That's how that whole thing works. Uh, you know, men find women attractive, women find men attractive, we uh, connect, we uh, marry, or sometimes we don't, and uh, we procreate and we have children. That's the way, uh, you know, on a biological level, that's how this whole thing works. But um, let me be even more frank here, because one of the other things that Prager doesn't really cover in this column, uh, which I'm, he, again, he did a great job, but one thing he didn't bring up which I would have added, is the fact that a lot of these same uh, feminists, the hardcore f feminist lefties, and the PC uh, buzzkill boys, these are the same people who they complain about NFL cheerleaders and basically young women uh, on the sidelines, you know, looking sexy by their own free will and dancing and basically doing, you know, a performance art and entertaining people, both men and women. Yet these are these are the same people who um constantly uh judge men too for, you know, being too uh restrictive on women's sexuality and, you know, a woman doesn't need to be modest, you know, and whatnot. You can't have it both ways. You you can't say that, oh, uh, you know, cheerleading is degrading, but yet women should be, you know, completely able to be sexually liberated 110%, and men shouldn't get a say in any of it. You can't have it bo both ways. NFL cheerleading is not degrading. Uh, you know, on the other hand, uh, things like... Uh, well, things like hardcore porn are uh, pretty demeaning. Lots of them, lots of these uh, new, you know, progressives see that as liberating. Not all of them, but a lot of them are, you know, are totally, it's, it's my body, it's my choice. Um, so now, it's interesting that the left has become the sexual Puritans, so to speak. But not necessarily in the religious sense of the word, they're more religious uh, they're more sexual Puritans for their own uh, ideology. Um, all in all, I just think it's very bizarre. It's very, it's, it's very weird, and it's stupid that something as non-controversial as NFL cheerleaders is being demonized. All right. 
here, here's my advice. If you don't like NFL cheerleaders, don't watch them. If you have a big problem with them, don't support them. Don't visit their, you know, Facebook pages. Don't buy merchandise. They're not, they're not ruining uh, the experience of football for you. They're, they're optional. You're not forced to look at them if you have a problem with them. Ultimately, what it comes down to is uh, these feminists just hate men. That's totally what it comes down to. And, like Prager said, they didn't interview any actual cheerleaders. Now, I, for one, ladies and gentlemen, have known uh, some cheerleaders, one of whom has gone on to uh, try out for professional cheerleading. I'm not sure if she got in. She came pretty close, but I don't uh, think she did. Oh, I do know one of the uh, Denver Broncos cheerleaders, not super well, but I went to high school with her, uh, very respectable young woman, uh, danced in high school uh, for the cheer team of my high school alumni. And um, she's living a healthy and productive life, and she says, too, that cheerleading helped uh, her uh, achieve her athletic goals and make business connections. This is the other thing. Lots of NFL uh, cheerleaders go on to uh, pursue careers in modeling, acting, uh, business, the uh, ties that a lot of these NFL cheerleading teams have with the community opens doors up for these women. Uh, but because it's not politically, you know, because it doesn't fit the uh, political narrative of the left, that they can't, they can't fathom the idea of women being empowered, right? Which is what they always claim they're they're for women's empowerment. They can't grasp the fact that women can be empowered and yet sexually attractive to men. That, that whole concept just doesn't register for them. And it really is sad. And I'll tell you what, if the NFL does keep on cheerleading the squads and they start to get rid of them or change them drastically with the uniform, I'll tell you what, a whole, the NFL is already you know, losing fans because of the whole politicalization. But if this starts to become a more and more, if the vocal minority gets their way on this, I guarantee you that the NFL will surely lose its entire base. It'll It'll be the straw that broke the camel's back. So, anyway, this is just ridiculous. Um, Cheerleading is not demeaning to women. Inherently. Yeah, I'm sure there there may have been a few women who have had bad experiences, but the minority does not speak for the whole in this case. So, there's no reason for 
the uh, the political correctness mob squad to uh, win this one. And if uh, you know, and if the fans have their way, they won't. Which gives which does give me hope. It does. All right, folks. So that was uh, that was really our main uh, topic for tonight. So uh, I don't want to make this podcast too long. I realize it's less than thirty minutes. Uh, and that was our little culture bit for the week. Was uh, on NFL cheerleading. So I really appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. Uh, real quick, before the end of this uh, podcast, I do want to address um, this whole Eric Nimmer stolen valor thing because a few of the uh, listeners messaged me and asked me if I had seen Owen Benjamin's uh, you know, disavowal of... Eric Nimmer and I did and I I made an entire video on uh, the whole Stolen Valor situation uh, like the day before on Wednesday of this week so go and watch that if you're curious about that I let me just say this uh, I do want to thank those of the Bears who actually have listen to what I've had saying who have, you know, reconsidered things. Uh, but I also know that many of you are still, who are bears, are defending Nimmer, um, who stole Valor, and that's your choice. It's been proven that he stole Valor. I mean, even Owen is... Even Owen is distancing himself, so there's no reason to come after Chuck or any of the other guests uh, I've had on the show. I've, you know, I'm washing my hands of this. And, uh, you know, if you want to know more what what my thoughts are on this, go check out the video on my YouTube channel and watch it for yourselves. But anyway, folks, uh, like I said, I'll be back on Saturday for the uh, State of the Union full review show, and then of course we'll have the American Watchmen roundtable on Sunday evening to discuss the State of the Union. So in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you so very much for tuning into the podcast. Have a uh, great rest of your week. I'll see you on Saturday uh, evening. Until then, good day or good evening. God bless and God save this great nation. Thank you for turning into the podcast, and I'll see you on Saturday. Hey there, folks. If you've made it this far to the end of the podcast, I'd like to thank you very much for listening to the show. You are the ones that make it possible for me to... uh, make an income from podcasting and I greatly appreciate that just by listening to our show you are helping us gain ad revenue however if you would really like to uh, help support the show I encourage you to please donate to the podcast and become a supporter of the show 
you can head over to anchor.fm forward slash Whitfield Report and click the support this podcast button and uh, choose the amount that suits you to support the show. Or you can click the link in the show notes and it will directly uh, take you to that page. If you can support the podcast, I really, really appreciate that. Anything that you can do to uh, help out is greatly appreciated. Even if you can't afford to uh, help financially support the podcast, I encourage you to please go on iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and please leave this podcast a positive five-star review. That really helps us out here at the Whitfield Report. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next episode.